We're still in business and the sun keeps on shining. SunTech Solar Screening makes your home cooler, more comfortable, and energy efficient. Sliding screen door need a tune-up? Call SunTech. Ask about SunTech pet screens. Life is good with SunTech's fast service and no interest financing. Discounts available upon request. Call 224-5093 for a free estimate. 224-5093 or visit SunTechSolarScreens.com. We're still in business and the sun keeps on shining. SunTech Solar Screens. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you. I'm sun tanning today. Woo! There is so much sun up in the air right now. Well, what are we talking about? The longest days of the year are upon us here in northern Nevada. I love the early days of summer because you still get those spring-like nights, but you are getting that hot, hot heat all day long. One of the best things about northern Nevada is just that. You get a lot of temperature variance, and you get to enjoy some heat, and you get some cool weather, and oh, so many fun things to do. We're going to look at the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors today. Unbelievable. Prices continue to stay strong in northern Nevada. These slight blips, they're not going to last for much longer. If you're looking to purchase a home, this might be the best time to be looking in the last several years. We're going to be looking at those stats in greater detail later on the show. Also, our special guest today, Debbie Gilmore from the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and the Mason Valley Beekeepers. We're going to have a good time talking about the bee world in northern Nevada, the upcoming conference, and news that all homeowners should pay close attention to if you want to take care of the beautiful, pristine areas that we live in in northern Nevada. Plus, a special surprise. We'll be back after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I love the sun because I have SunTech solar screening at my home. When I go inside, it is nice, shady, and cool. SunTech solar screening cuts 90% of the heat coming through your windows. Give them a call, 775-224-5093, and tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, Debbie Gilmore from the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association and also the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, welcome back to our show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, during all that time we were under lockdown in the spring, we didn't have a chance to have our regular meetings, but I was very happy, Debbie, that I was able to attend the first one that you had last month. The crowd, the attendance, really good. It was, and it was nice to see, and everybody was happy to be back together. Oh, yeah. And talk about bees. Yeah, it was a great relief to get back to something that we're all really positive about and passionate about. And regardless of what happens in the political world, in the environmental world, for the most part, in the medical world, the bees continue to do their thing. I saw them working all throughout the lockdown. The governor didn't apparently get to them uh, in the right message. There was no stay-at-home order. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I had three swarms, one out of each hive this year, Debbie, and Although I'm still a beginning beekeeper, I have to feel like a swarm is maybe an indication of strength. It is. It is. And the national survey just came out, and the winter loss was way down this year really? compared to before. Yeah. So I think bees came out of the winter really strong this spring. So oh, yeah. there has been a lot of swarming. Yeah. The year before, Debbie, I had three hives, and then we picked up a fourth hive that um, was a swarm, and we lost them all. This last go-round the winter season, we had three hives going in, and we had three hives coming out, 
And they're, like yes. I'm telling you, they're rocking in the sense that not only are they doing well, they've also put out each one of them, a swarm, putting another bee colony, I guess, into the wild. I have more colonies in the wild now than I have <laughs> in my own backyard. That's the way it happens. Yeah, but it's all fun and it's all good, Debbie. Before we go too far, I want to tell you and want the audience to know that I have with me a couple of jars of Hall's honey that you brought for me. Debbie, you're so generous. I absolutely love you for so many reasons, but <laughs> your honey, woo, it is so good. Tell us a little bit about this honey and a little bit about Hall's honey for our audience that doesn't know about the company. Okay, Hall's honey started over 100 years ago with my great-grandfather, but this honey here that I just bottled up, mm -hmm. we have 600 lavender plants. We also are lavender producers. Mm -hmm. And we have beehives in our lavender patch. And mm. this honey is extracted separately and is um, off of our lavender plants. Oh so my. it's a special honey. Oh, I can't wait to get into these jars. But I have to tell you, they're so beautiful. You, I really don't even want to get in there. I, I love to look at honey up like this when I put it up to the light and I can see through it. It really tells you a lot about the kind of honey and what it's going to taste like to a degree because I like to watch how fast the bubble moves around. <laughs> because to me, I think the bubble is somewhat of an indication of the moisture in the honey. And mm -hmm. this is, I'd say this is probably about 18.2%. Uh, <laughs> no, it's got to be lower than that. <laughs> okay, tell Percent me. moisture. Yeah, tell me what percent moisture you think these are. If it's 18% moisture content, it will ferment. So. Our honey around here um, typically is about 13 or 14 oh, percent humidity, go. so it tends to be very thick. See, so 4 percent does make a big difference. It does make a big difference. Yeah, and that's the, the bees typically naturally dehydrate the honey, right? Before they do. Before they cap it. They collect the nectar, they store the nectar, and then they basically dehydrate it just mm -hmm. by um, with their wings and ventilation and that. They dehydrate it. Once it's below 18 percent, they will cap it. I love going to visit you at your apiary, your home, in mm -hmm. Arrington, Nevada. Mm -hmm. I was there about a year ago, and uh, yeah, 600 lavender plants. I 600 lavender plants mm -hmm. that just started blooming in the last week, and yeah. it's just humming with the bees right now. Yeah, so is this honey, did they produce this honey this year then? Is it no, that is from last year's. This is from last year. So typically when people are, are doing honey like this, you're using last year's honey, right? Because that's right. Been, it's been processed, it's been collected, it's been bottled. And, and then in 2021, we're going to see what the 2020 honey was mm -hmm. like. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a wine in a way, right? It's got a, Kinda, got a vintage yeah. of it. And honey never spoils. I know, Debbie. It's a magical, the ma most magical food in the world. It's one of the few things, because there's so much that we learn, at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Mm -hmm. I was at this last conference, which happened in February of 2020. It was our, let me think, what was it, 16, 17, 18, 19. It was our fifth uh, bee conference, Sherry and I. And uh, it's, it, we look forward to it so much. I, I, I have to say that it, it's as much of a vacation and a getaway in, in some regards as it is part of what we love to do, part of our work. Um, it's a true pleasure to be a beekeeper, Debbie. And, you know, the audience, the people that we meet at the event, at the conference, Many of them come back year after year, and it's great to catch up with them and learn from their wisdom and knowledge. And then I love the young people, the new people that have come <laughs> for the first time. Well, you tell us more. Uh, I'm, I'm just an attendee for the most part. Well, one of our speakers <laughs> last year is a, a student at Washington State University, mm -hmm. and he is originally from Nigeria. Mm. And he texts me, um, like, regularly. Mm -hmm. He calls me his his um, American mom, Ooh. and he even sent my husband a happy Father's Day on Father's Day. But, um, you know, it's just, I think it's the people that come to our conference that they connect with. Uh -huh. And yeah. it's like Dr. Sammy, he's really connected with the, the beekeepers in our area. Mm -hmm. And they keep coming back, but they're also researchers and there's ongoing research all of the time. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Segali is coming back and mm -hmm. he has new research to talk about. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just exciting to have these people come back and all the new research. and. Yeah. You put on a great conference, Debbie. This is going to be your 11th conference coming 11th, up. yeah. And one of the things that I really enjoy about the conference is that 
there's an element of consistency, but you also have that elements of freshness, surprises, new things, and you know you keep it you keep it interesting with different topics, different kinds of speakers. Last year's speakers, uh, I really enjoyed because they talked about the health benefits of honey, and there were authors that wrote about books, doctors that had different viewpoints on books, the apitherapy, getting stung by a bee on purpose. Uh, <laughs> It's it's fascinating. Very well, there's also research uh, all around the uh, around the world about bee sting therapy mm -hmm. and um, the treatment of coronavirus. Yeah. So that will be interesting to see where that goes too. Uh, it will be. Uh, Debbie Gilmore is my guest. She is the head queen bee at the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. She's also in charge of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's so much fun. It's one of the most fun things I do. I feel like it's I'm treating myself, but in reality, when I'm going, I'm going to learn how to take care of the bees that I have, how to great, create a great apiary. Uh, if you're loving gardening in any capacity, why not put in plants and take care of plants that bees love, and then you can do something for the environment. Uh, there's just so much, Debbie, that you offer at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. I know it's a little ways out, but people do need to start making plans and start thinking about next year's Beekeepers Conference. Could you give us the details, Debbie? It's going to be February 26th through the 27th. It's a two-day conference. It's in Yarrington, Nevada. Mm -hmm. um, it, we're just hoping for another great time. We're going to have a bee photo contest this year. Mm -hmm. So we're looking forward to that as well. Oh, I think that would be So fantastic. mark your calendar. Yeah. You know, if you have, with today's technology, the cameras that we have nowadays, you can get up really, really close on the honeybees. And, mm -hmm. You know, Debbie, it wasn't until I became a beekeeper that I learned about their pollen sacs, the little bees that have on their legs. Mm -hmm. And when you look at a bee, if it's doing its thing, it's going to be carrying around its purse full of uh, pollen. Pollen, And there's That's one right. in each arm, and it's just <laughs> so much fun. You know, when I look at the beehive itself and I see the bees coming back from doing their work, it's like they've been shopping all day. It's the <laughs> nicest thing. See? They've we, been out pollinating. They, yep. They've been out doing their work. They We're going to continue been. our conversation with Debbie Gilmore and talk more about honeybees. We're also going to look at the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors for median home prices in northern Nevada after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. We're still in business and the sun keeps on shining. SunTech Solar Screening makes your home cooler, more comfortable, and energy efficient. Sliding screen door need a tune-up? Call SunTech. Ask about SunTech pet screens. Life is good with SunTech's fast service and no interest financing. Discounts available upon request. Call 224-5093 for a free estimate. 224-5093 or visit SunTechSolarScreens.com. We're still in business and the sun keeps on shining. SunTech Solar Screens. Your Nevada Real Estate Questions, with answers from Peter Padilla. Hi everybody, we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show today. I say that every week, probably because it always is a good day to tune in to our radio show. We look at finding ways to turn negatives into positives and think about moving forward instead of looking backward at the things that went wrong. I remember way back, this is where we have that sound of a cloud coming in, like a, like a vision or, a, or a, some kind of a dream. Way back when, when I bought my first house, man, did I blow it. I blew it so big in every way. I mean, I can't tell you what I did right. All I know is that it impacted 
the rest of my life in many ways because I was always hesitant about buying real estate for many, many years. Little did I know until I really investigated that the problem was not me. It was the kind of people that I had helping me out. They didn't know what they were doing. I took their word for granted that they had experienced, that the people that had referred them knew what they were talking about too, and it wasn't the case. I recommend that you deal with somebody when you're dealing with real estate that you know, like, and trust because they're experienced in the business. When it comes to the mortgage, I recommend Brian Cushing from Guild Mortgage. He's the leader of the Cushing team, a team of professionals that are ready to help you get the best financing for your real estate holdings, whether it's a primary residence, investment property, a second home. Brian Cushing and the team, they can put their best finance deal together for you so that you will know you made the right choice. Get a hold of Brian Cushing at 775-453-0345 in Northern Nevada. Brian's NMLS license number is 303045. We'll put all of Brian's contact information on our website, make it easy for you to contact him. Brian Cushing from the Cushing team at Guild Mortgage. I just love that guy. Debbie, he has helped a ton of people help help them buy real estate, help them buy the right kind of financing. You know, most people have credit issues and they need to have a few things cleaned up. He takes care of all that. So important to have a guy who knows what he's doing, huh? You better believe it. I know a guy. <laughs> Speaking of knowing what they're doing in real estate, the last time I went to the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, I had a chance again to drive that delightful thoroughfare, the USA Parkway, all mm -hmm. the way to Silver Springs. Springs. And then took the roundabout. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> it's like a circus. And then you drive over to Yarrington and Debbie, it's a delightful trip. I'm telling you, it is such a cool place to go. It only takes about an hour to get there. Mm -hmm. And then you get to enjoy the fruits of the rural outdoors. How long have you lived in Yarrington? I'm a lifer, Peter. Actually, my mom was a lifer. She was born and raised in Yarrington. And my dad was in Mason Valley since he was six months old. So Interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, it's a long long stint in they either, Mesa Valley. They either wouldn't let you out <laughs> or you weren't smart enough to get out or maybe you were smart enough to stay. What's so great about that area? Well, I left and then I went back. Well, so. so you have a comparison yes, that you know. Yes, yeah? yes. Uh -huh. And then, of course, the beekeeping business does keep you busy. Uh, you actually do have a commercial business. Uh, you bottle Hall's Honey. We you do. You sell it. You have a website for Hall's Honey. We do. Hall'sHoney.com. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I really use your honey as a new beekeeper, Debbie. I know you haven't been alive for 100 years, but <laughs> you've got 100 years of experience here. And that's what I love about your organization, the Mason Valley Beekeepers, is that I'm not only dealing with people that want to be beekeepers and that have maybe read about beekeeping, I'm dealing with somebody that works it day in and day out, and it's in your roots, it's in your blood. Um, uh, having that kind of knowledge uh, what a great advantage for the new beekeeper that's trying to get started. There are so many things in the world of beekeeping, Debbie. I mean, you talk about our radio show, Nevada Real Estate Radio. It is about real estate. Only in the bees' world, the real estate where they live is quite small, yet the real estate where they work is quite large. It's kind of the opposite of humans in a way. It kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, they live in this little box and they travel... Um, up to two miles away to get their food. So, yeah. you know, for a little tiny insect, that's quite a distance. You know, I think I grew up in a big family, and uh, I'm I, there's a lot of stress in a big family because everybody's got something going on, you mm -hmm. know, a new problem. <clears throat> as soon as things get calm, somebody comes in the door. Um, when I look at the bee world, Debbie, it's kind of the same way because the bees are more <clears throat> aggressive, if you will, protective as you get close to their home because they're living in all that crowd, see? Yes. But out by the flowers, I can go right up by them and they don't even know I'm there. They're, you know, they're in survival mode and they're gathering food to keep their, their families going back at the, at the hive. And so they don't care what you're doing. They just are focused on feeding their family. I guarantee you there's one bee, maybe two bees in that hive that are in charge of real estate. I know that, Debbie, because they have a way of finding real estate and leaving real estate. They and do. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about real estate. So <laughs> the corridor between Silver Springs and Lake Topaz, that's what I love. 
because mm -hmm. that's kind of an still to the big populace a generally undiscovered corridor. But I can see it growing, Debbie. You can see all the action going up there. Mm -hmm. What do you think that area is going to look like in 10 years, 20 years? Oh, you can already see it changing mm -hmm. and growing and people liking the rural life yeah. and wanting to get out of the larger cities. And, yeah. and you're right, from Mason Valley up through Wilson Canyon, through Smith Valley area, on over towards Topaz, mm -hmm. it's all rural, beautiful rural Nevada, yeah. you know, and people are migrating to rural areas. They absolutely are. I read it about in the national trades. I was reading in the Wall Street Journal recently that more and more people are leaving the big cities, in particular New York is one of them, Los Angeles, San Francisco, <laughs> they want to get away from the crowds and the hassles that come to the crowds. I think we're going to see more people looking at the rural communities as a new lifestyle, especially with what we've all discovered during the coronavirus era, is that telecommuting, teleworking, digital workplaces are really manageable and they're going to be more commonplace. I can see, uh, look, fact is, Debbie, I could live in Yarrington. I know I could live in Yarrington and do the work I do every day because 90% of my work is digital. Right, right. The rest of the time I could travel here, people could go there, it's not that far anymore. But we're so accustomed to being in the office every day, coffee at 9.05 a.m., right here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we just got to get used to new things. But I do see that as a positive in a regard that people are going to be discovering what we love opportunities in the rural community. Well, I think, you know, with the movement of people trying to be more self sufficient, they can do that in the rural communities. They mm -hmm. can buy some property, they can grow their gardens and their meat and whatever. And, um, you know, and they can still do their work digitally. So exactly, I that's, think that's why rural areas are very attractive right now. Oh, you know, and people discovered that when they had to stay home, when they were that's locked right. down, <laughs> more people wanting to have chickens in the backyard, their mm -hmm. own gardens, et cetera, et cetera. And there you go. We uh, haven't had a chance to talk about the specific numbers in northern Nevada, but I can tell you the numbers in Reno, Nevada, substantially higher than they would be in Fernley or Fallon. Right now, the median home price in northern Nevada, for uh, Reno, Nevada specifically, is $399,900. Now, that's down slightly from a year prior, but guaranteed it's going to continue to move north because the economy is bouncing back, and real estate hardly even felt it. We're going to look at some more numbers when we come back. We're also going to be talking with a special guest calling us from my favorite country, the Republic of Texas. We'll be talking with Steve Jimenez from Hives for Heroes right after this. Sage International Incorporated, we believe if you know the way, you must light it for others. Owning a business can be hard, demanding, and even bizarre. At Sage International, our passion centers on education, which is based on our own experiences of building a company from scratch, along with the insights gained from the thousands of clients we have served. If you are a business owner, real estate investor, professional or entrepreneur, and not sure how to properly structure your business and personal assets to safely grow, protect, and leverage your hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and estate taxes, then call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. The best thing you can do for your business, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. We're part of the great team here at Sage International. You know, more and more people are wanting to start businesses of their own now that we've all experienced what it's like to be laid off, furloughed, excused, exited, dismissed. I mean, there's just so many ways that you can put it. A lot of us are not feeling comfortable anymore working for the man or the woman, whoever the boss is. The fact is, we'd like to start our own business. If you want to start your own business, I recommend that you talk to somebody that's got years and years of experience, not only starting her own business, but helping others start and grow theirs. I'm talking about the wealth protection diva, Sherry Hill from Sage International. Incredible. She's a premier business strategist, a top-rated instructor, national speaker, best-selling author. I mean, she's got it. I recommend you talk to Sherry Hill at Sage International 
about starting your business. Call 800-254-5779. Tell her that Peter sent you. With me in the studio, Debbie Gilmore from Hall's Honey and Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, I'm glad you're with us today. Thanks, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. So you own your own business. How long has I that do. business been established? Oh, my husband and I resurrected Hall's Honey about 14, 15 years ago. And it is how old now? Um, one, one, it would be over 100 years old. Then, yes, yeah. my great-grandfather started it almost, uh, well, over 100 years ago. I think Gramps would be very happy. I think so, you. too. Uh, very nice. Hey, with us, <laughs> join us with Debbie Gilmore in the studio via telephone is Steve Jimenez, and Steve is with Hives for Heroes. Steve, welcome to our radio show. Hey, good afternoon, brother. How are y'all doing? Hey, we're doing fantastic in beautiful Reno, Nevada. Let our listeners know what city you're calling from. I'm actually in Houston, Texas, so it's pretty hot and a little bit rainy down here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Houston, boy, that is a, a great, great city. I have a good friend who lives there. I used to work with him in the broadcasting business. He is now the play-by-play uh, -play announcer in Spanish for the Houston Astros. If you ever have a chance to uh, meet this gentleman, Steve, I think you'd really enjoy visiting with him. His name is Francisco Romero. Francisco Romero. Yes. He's I'll have to make that connection. Yes, Houston Astros, play-by-play -play, uh, announcer on TV, one of my favorite uh, people in the world. I love Francisco. And besides Francisco, I love Debbie Gilmore. Debbie's here uh -huh. with me in the studio. I, I got to tell you, Steve, she brought me some of this honey that she's uh, producing from her apiary, and it's just some of the most beautiful liquid I've ever seen. It's like gold. I'm telling you, it's probably as sweet as her. She's been so helpful in this. Oh, Steve. <laughs> hey, so Steve, let our listeners know. Talk to us about Hives for Heroes. It sounds good, but tell us exactly what it does. Yeah, Hives for Heroes is a connection platform. We have a, a national network of beekeepers around the areas with people such as Debbie leading the charge there in, in Nevada. And we connect veterans to beekeeping to combat PTSD and our suicide rate. Uh -huh. And our main effort is providing purpose and creating relationships in their local community to, uh, to combat PTSD. Well, that's very nice. You know, I, I love our, our heroes, our veterans, and I love our honeybees. And the work I do in the beekeeping world, it's really a cool thing to think about how it all came together. I agree, you know, and as I told Steve before, you know, we have a family of veterans and now we have a family of beekeepers and um, it's, it's a great program for veterans and I so am looking forward to working more with Steve. Yeah, so Steve, tell us about some of the feedback you get from the veterans you have worked with. Well, I'll tell you, I get real excited talking about it, so I hope I don't take too long. But I'll tell you just a story right there in Nevada. Um, people have reached out to us via Instagram and Facebook, at Hives for Heroes, or our website, at HivesforHeroes.com, where they can fill out an application to be either a mentor, a newbie, or a volunteer to the program. And we met Debbie over a phone call that I think probably lasted about an hour and a half, to be honest. We just had a great time talking, um, getting to know each other, and kind of understanding what our program does, because our program goes much deeper than just beekeeping. We really want to create um, the opportunity for veterans to come back and assimilate and transition in a healthy manner. And we believe that that healthy manner of transition through beekeeping can help the family and also help the community in general. So one of our stories there in Nevada, uh, there in Fallon, is uh, a Navy veteran, Wanda, who is amazing out there. And, and, and Debbie and Wanda know each other very well, so no introductions necessary there. Another amazing lady out in, in the Nevada area who is just connected with a, a newbie. Her name is Laurel, and she's an Army veteran. And it's really, really cool how, how things just got put in place that there in Fallon, Nevada, apparently 35, 40 minutes from anything, you have two female veterans that are like just enthralled with beekeeping and now learning from each other. Yeah. So we just had a post on our Facebook group page this morning of how happy they were that they actually met and they get to know each other in their local community. So we're very, we're very decentralized. We want to make sure that the leadership comes at the lowest level, which the entire program is based on one mentor, one beekeeper, and one hive. 
And we believe that that's the way to combat PTSD at a very, very small level that can be scaled all across the nation. You know, I've been, been a beekeeper now for four years. I've been involved in researching bees for five or more years. I do have to tell you that I feel like my life really has changed since I became involved with beekeeping. I can imagine the impact that it can have on a veteran that has had traumatic experiences in their service to our country. Steve, can you tell us yourself, are you a veteran? Yes, I'm a Marine Corps veteran, um, OEF veteran. Uh, I got out around 2011, June 2011. And so I had my own experiences coming back with uh, different things, struggled with um, really a lot with the mental health side, with alcoholism. Now I'm over two years sober and focusing on serving others. So yeah. the transition and you know some of the mistakes or bad choices that we might have made before are, yeah. are able to be uh, redeemed, right? And now we can move forward and serve others in our communities. We have, we have veterans that, for example, one was a POW, didn't come out of his house for almost three years. He's now an active participant in uh, the West Houston area here in, in, in Houston, Texas, that is an active proponent, has his own apiary, and takes care of an, opiary, uh, um, an apiary of a celebrity right now. Mm. We have another mentor, his name is Steven, who said that he was literally wanting to take his life before he met and had the opportunity to, to be keep. And he's one of the mentors in our program now. And he's still going through surgeries with the VA, with his back, as he had an, um, an IED explode in Iraq. And he's still an active member and participant on our Facebook group. He's mm. got two hives himself and is looking to grow. His life changed with beekeeping, being able to process emotions, being able to have um, the, the ability to take care of something other than himself and be responsible for that. And also just the unending knowledge that we get from learning about bees, from learning their habits, from learning um, just how to handle bees. It's just an experience unlike any other, in my opinion. And uh, so I've been a beekeeper as well for two years. And as we've continued to grow the program, uh, more and more people get interested. And so they look us up, you know, at Hives for Heroes and they find what we're doing and, and they want to become involved, whether it's a volunteer, a newbie or a mentor. Love the look of your website that beautiful U.S. flag with the white silhouette of the honeybee on top. Uh, it just has so much positive. And I think that's one of the things I love about beekeeping is beekeepers are always looking to make things good, make things better, see smile on faces. When you present a beeswax candle, bee pollen, honey, there's so much good that comes out of the hive. And I'm not talking just about the product. I'm talking about our emotions and our feeling and the things that we give back to others. <laughs> Debbie, you experience that at our bee conference when you see new people come to visit. Let our listeners know how they feel and how the similarities are there. Well, you know, beekeeping is a fascinating profession or um, hobby, however you are pursuing it. But, you know, my husband and I always say that the best thing about the conference and our club are the relationships that we have built over the years with the people. Um, for some reason, and Steve and I have talked about this too, the relationship and beekeepers are just amazing people in general. So, you know, like Steve says, it's the relationships that you build and the veterans can mm -hmm. build these same relationships with other beekeepers. Steve, do you attend or do you, are you involved with a local beekeeping organization in Houston, in addition, of course, to Hives for Heroes? Oh, absolutely. So we have the, the amazing pleasure to be able to be a part of multiple all over the place. So here in Houston, we're a part of the Houston Natural Beekeepers, the Houston Beekeepers Association, and the Harris County Beekeepers Association. Right north of us is the Montgomery County Beekeepers Association. And all these, or, these, these uh, beekeeping organizations have been huge supporters in the local areas. And that's really where our focus is, is how can we get into the, the, the local areas where those beekeepers and those newbies already exist and we can connect them. Mm -hmm. um, as, as we've talked with, with Debbie before, is I will never know what it's like to be a beekeeper in Nevada. It's just not gonna. It's just not gonna work for Steve <laughs> to be able to tell people what to do up there. But Wanda and Debbie are amazing beekeepers up there. So we want to be able to leverage their strengths, their resources, and connect with people that they can see on a daily basis because that's where the true relations come into place. 
And that's what's really beautiful about the part of the program. Um, we are currently in 25 states that we've connected veterans to. So it's not just Texas and Nevada, but as we continue to grow with the interest, we're able to connect to beekeeping associations all around the country. And we need more beekeepers. We need more people that are aware of the needs of bees and the things that can harm bees. And by having more organizations and more community involvement, we can help the bees all across the world. And more importantly, at this point, the veterans that are in the United States, the people that need the beehives to help them overcome the challenges of post-traumatic stress syndrome, other problems that happen when you're in high stress situation. I love them for heroes, I love them for our veterans, but you know what, it's good for the everyday person as well. That's why I love the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. You know, Steve, it would be great if someday you could come to join us at one of the conferences. It's funny you say that. Debbie and the crew up there have invited us to be there in February 2021. So we're really excited to put that onto our calendar um, and meet everybody in person if we don't do so previous to that. Oh, um, man. We're really excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Oh, you're going to love Yarrington. I have not been up there, and I'm really excited to do so. And I wanted to, to, to talk about one of your points that you just said as well. There's an age gap in beekeeping right now as well. So you have the, the older generation that has had been beekeepers and their kids maybe didn't want to be beekeepers or they wanted to go do something else. Mm -hmm. And now the grandkids are involved in beekeeping. So we actually fill in our age gap of veterans that are coming back from OIF and OEF. We're filling an age gap that's actually missing in the beekeeping organizations because it skipped a generation. Wow. So we're actually being able to help and feed the, the beekeeping organizations, qualified candidates that want to be beekeepers that fill that age gap. That's a, that's a benefit on all parts. That's one of the cool things about beekeeping in general, Steve. I haven't found any real bad things that happen out of becoming a beekeeper. You don't have toxic waste. You don't have smoke. You don't have, you know, so many problems that you have when you try to do things that are artificial. Beekeeping seems like one of the most natural ways to exercise animal husbandry. They absolutely seem to love where they are in my house. <laughs> no, there's so many good things about beekeeping. I know we could talk for hours when it, when it comes to the mental health side. We, we describe it as uh, anybody with trauma. This isn't just post-traumatic stress. This is anybody with trauma in their life that's had to deal with anxiety or hypervigilance. Um, these things are, are serious in our, in our nation as a whole. To be able to put on a suit and overcome fears and anxiety through a certain process that becomes successful is a huge win for somebody with anxiety in general. So it's not only just the PTSD, but it's also anybody that's had traumatic experiences because we know trauma affects the brain the same way. Oh. Um, we've just had such a success in not only the veteran side, but as, as we've expanded, Civilians are very much integrated into our organization. We're not a veteran-only organization. We have people all over the country that are willing to serve and support the goal of suicide prevention. I'm talking with Steve Jimenez. Steve is in charge of Hives for Heroes. Save bees, save vets. I encourage you to visit the website, hivesforheroes.com. And Steve, uh, Debbie Gilmore comes to our radio show on a regular basis because we are big fans of the world of honeybees and beekeeping. I'm hoping maybe you'll do the same. I know we're going to see you at the 2021 Beekeepers Conference in February, but in the meantime, I encourage you to stay in touch with us. Would you be willing to come back on our show sometime? Absolutely. You and Debbie are an absolute treat, I'll tell you that. <laughs> As you are, Steve. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for your support. We really, really appreciate the state of Nevada and everybody that's that's really dug their heels in there. And as that program continues to grow, I can only see good things coming from it. Well, I think it's growing because the last time I talked to you, Steve, you had 17 states, and now you said you had 25? Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, Congratulations. Gonna, our goal is to help you go nationwide to every state. Steve, thank you very much. I can't wait till I get you to Alaska. We actually have. Have we have someone. Valerie out in Alaska, which is really awesome. We have Alaska and Hawaii already, and we have a doctor that's an entomologist actually out in Hawaii that's connecting with a veteran, hopefully in the next couple of days. We're really oh. excited about that. Great things to talk about next time, Steve. Thanks for joining us. 
And we will look forward to talking with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. You bet. Bye, Steve. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is known as the wealth protection diva because she knows the world of business like no one else. Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, recommended her book, Incorporate and Get Rich. And to this day, the phone keeps on ringing from people that want more success from their business. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show, 1130 a.m. right here on 1180 a.m. radio. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Tuned into Nevada Real Estate Radio right here in Northern Nevada. We are looking at not only real estate opportunities, but looking for ways to finance, good ways to finance, good ways to maintain your home, uh, good ways to work from home. More and more people, yes, they're working from home. And so having a small business at home, it's very possible nowadays. And one of the things that I'm hoping I can do someday is have a little apiary business at home. It's not something you can start overnight. It takes years and years. In fact, I have a friend. Her name is Debbie Gilmore. She told me that it takes 100 years to be an overnight success in the beekeeping <laughs> industry. Is that right, Debbie? 100 that years? That is correct, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. because Just overnight family. success. Yeah, yes. her family's been in business yes. for over 100 years, and I have a beautiful jar of Hall's honey. Debbie, you own your own home, I would imagine. You own your property where you have your apiaries? We do. It would be tough to have the apiary size that you have now if you were a renter, right? It is, but it's not impossible. Not impossible, but if you really want your business to take off, you are going to have to have some space, and space is good. That's why we talk about real estate in the rural areas as well as real estate in northern Nevada. We gave you the median home prices recently. Uh, to what happened in the Reno area, you know, $399,000, you're approaching half a million dollars before too long. It's big money. But if you're looking to buy real estate at a lower price area, somewhere around the two hundred fifty or even $200,000 area, there are still opportunities in the Fernley, Silver Springs, uh, Mason Valley. If you can find the home, if you can find the deal, because look, it's tough to find opportunities everywhere. You just have to look. But if you can find a way to move to a rural area, I think that would be very cool for you and your family if you want to gravitate toward that lifestyle. You don't need to live in the city to work in the city anymore. I think that was proven by what's happening across the country. More and more people are looking at those areas. And real estate in northern Nevada, it's going to continue to go. It's just so beautiful here. People like it. So, yes, price is going to go up and down a little bit. But if you look at the big picture, it keeps going up. So now is the time to make that commitment. If you want to find the right piece of real estate, Get on it today. Call Brian Cushing at Guild Mortgage. Get him started on a pre-approval event where you'll know what kind of a property you can buy. And maybe you too will become a beekeeper like me. Debbie, I couldn't have done it without having my own home. I thought about it when I was in the condo. But, you know, you have to explain so much <laughs> when you have to answer questions. And, well, I just waited till I had a little bit bigger backyard. It doesn't really take a very big yard. Um, if you have a quarter acre, if you have an eighth of an acre, uh, if you own your own home, I guarantee you, you can find a way to support the world of beekeeping. Maybe not with your own hive right away, but as you learn, you'll realize there are many ways to support the world of beekeeping. Besides being a beekeeper, Debbie, what's another way that somebody could support the world of beekeeping? Well, uh, homeowners can put water out for bees because they travel two miles from their beehive. And in this in this temperature that we've been having near triple digits, yeah. they consume a lot of water. They also take a lot of water back to their hives mm -hmm. for cooling of the hive. So yeah. homeowners can put out a bowl of water that has some rocks or styrofoam peanuts in it or something for the bees to land on. But that just gives them that extra boost to get back to where they're going. But there's yeah. a lot of things. Plant pollinator-friendly plants. Uh -huh. um, there's a lot of things homeowners can do. Yeah, I think some of the things that they have to know too, Debbie, about helping the world of beekeeping is what not to do. What are some <laughs> of the things that you should not do if you want to help support the world of beekeeping? Probably the biggest one, Peter, and it's very controversial, but pesticides. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. particularly insecticides. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying you can't use them, but 
there are some that are more toxic than others. Mm -hmm. uh, don't spray it on anything that's blooming that bees possibly could get on. Mm -hmm. Time of the, the day, early morning, mm -hmm. evening, when the bees are back in their, mm -hmm. their hive, those are times just be a little bit more yeah. aware of you know this the bees in your place and yeah. how it might affect them. Yeah, don't use pesticides. Look, I'll I'll say it. Do not use Roundup. I am so angry about the things that happen to the world of beekeeping, Debbie. When people use Roundup indiscriminately, and look, most people don't know how to use Roundup. They just spray, 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 thinking they're going to kill all the weeds. They forget they're going to kill a lot of bees, too. I'm encouraging people not to use Roundup. Use an alternative weed killer if you must spray. And there's all kinds of cool stuff on the internet about natural weed killers. I use them myself, white vinegar, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> it's all in your house. You shake it up, you spray it, and the weeds are gone. And the bees, they don't care, they're happy. And the but, bees are still there. And the bees are still there. But if you spray the wrong thing, you could kill millions of bees. And mm -hmm. Well, Debbie, uh, we just have to be vigilant in letting people know that bees are so important to the world. Many people don't realize a lot of the food that we eat every single day, if it wasn't for bees, we wouldn't have it. How much food? That's right. What's that percentage? It's one-third of every bite that one you eat every bite. is due to, a due to the pollination of yeah. a bee. Yeah. yeah, so very important. And then when we take care of the bees, guess what? We're taking care of a lot of other things, too. Butterflies land uh, in the same kind yes. of area that bees yes. land. I, you know, I have a lot of butterflies in my yard this year, Debbie. First time, a bunch of butterflies, because after several years of no pesticides now and the right plants blooming, I think it has a big impact. I think a lot of homeowners that want that kind of aesthetics around their yard, they're out there spraying your Roundup thinking that's what's gonna do it. It's the opposite. You don't spray that. You think about living a more natural life and next thing you know, you've got the little critters that you always love to That's watch right, right in your backyard. The, all the native bees, the honeybees, the the other pollinators, the, yeah. all the butterflies. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like a, a, a the world blossoms when you start planting pollinator-friendly oh, plants. Yeah. Do you notice that I'm any happier than uh, today, Debbie, than when you first met me before I was the beekeeper? Oh, yes, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I've know. always been a beekeeper, right? Yeah, so. you, and you're a very happy person. I've always been happy. You know, um, <laughs> I, there's an element there of, I know I'm happier, Debbie. I just know I'm happier because I'm a beekeeper. And so many people in this world, veteran or not, look, we've had stuff happen in our lives. And sometimes we just need to feel good about what we're doing and what we're giving back to the world. And boy, if you have any doubts about if you've done your share, Become a beekeeper, and before long, you'll realize you're doing a lot of good for the world. Well, you know, Peter, when you open up a, a beehive and you have all of these bees and all of their jobs and they're all working together, it, like, takes you to a whole different place. You forget about the cell phones. You forget about the problems. You forget about everything else. Mm -hmm. You're kind of drawn into this other mm -hmm. world. Yeah, it, I think it really teaches people to focus uh, because you have to focus when you're a beekeeper because there's an element of danger and risk. And if you're careful and if you focus, you're safe. But if you're not, you shouldn't even be in the world of beekeeping. That's a challenge I think that people have all throughout their lives. Many of us have struggles focusing on anything and doing anything really well because uh, we're so sidetracked. We're so uh, distracted by all the noise in the world, all the digital stuff happening, right? Everybody's got a cell phone in their hand. Hard to be a beekeeper if you've got a cell phone in one hand and a hive tool in the other. Yes, it is. I mean, it's not quite <laughs> as good as if you put full focus. So I think that's one of the things that, for me, Debbie, it's helped me to do is when I get into a project now, I'm really focused. I get in and I finish it. And I think it's because of my experience in the beehive. Mm-hmm. Well, even the thought process, I was just thinking about when you get in a beehive, you have to look at the situation. You don't only look, you listen, you observe. Um, and it's like there's so many options and you have to problem solve. There's so many skills that a person learns just by opening up a beehive. Yeah. I mean, that they can relate to, to you know, the, the real world, I guess. Oh, yeah. For some people, it's overcoming fears. For some <laughs> people, it's, uh, that's the culmination of the goal to be able, once you get into that beehive, it's, that's a huge goal that you deal with when you get there. And then for yes. some people, it's the start. You know that now that you're in your beehive for the very first time, 
you're probably expecting something. And most people are expecting the honey, right? Because that's, right. The, that's right. the fruit of the labor. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more that you get out of it. But um, it's just like a journey. And I encourage everybody that's listening to think about the world of beekeeping. And you can get involved by visiting the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. That's all about the conference that's coming up. Now, some of the data there, uh, Debbie, I know, is the upcoming conference, and some of it is a look at what happened last year. That gives our attendees, our prospective attendees, an idea of what it will be like. Mm -hmm. Share with us just a little bit about what's not on the website that we're going to be up there coming for next year. Okay, we have some returning, a returning um, bee researcher, bee nutrition researcher, but we're also having Steve from Hives for Heroes. He's already committed, and I think he's also pretty excited about coming to Nevada. Oh, yeah. Um, we also have Jerry Hayes committed to come. He is the editor of Bee Culture Magazine, which is one of the top beekeeping magazines in the country. Yeah. And so... Um, we're pretty excited about those things, and those are not on the website yet. Oh, we're still uh, packing that up with all yes. the good stuff that's coming, and it's going to get uh, more updated, of course, uh, every day as we move forward. But one of the things that you haven't talked about is the great company, because you see, meet all the great people there, the great food. Uh, I great always food. enjoy the food at Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's They're so also good. confirmed to come back oh. in 2021. It's called Two Degs. And this catering group has, oh, they, they've just got it spot on. And it's just a fun time. The Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And Debbie Gilmore, you're always a great part of the conference because I get oh, to see you again thanks, and we get Peter. to talk about bees. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to that. But, of course, you're welcome to come back. I hope you come back on a regular basis to talk to us about new developments. And we are all still in the heavy beekeeping season. So any we final are. thoughts or updates for the beekeepers that are listening? about what they should be thinking about right now as we're going into the 4th of July weekend. Watch for swarms, give them plenty of ventilation, put on supers because mm -hmm. the honey flow is coming on, yep. so be prepared. Very good. Debbie Gilmore <laughs> from Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and the beautiful Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter. If we can help you with any questions you might have about real estate in northern Nevada or beekeeping anywhere in the country. We're the people to call. Peter Padilla and I will be talking with you along with our guests next week. It's going to be fun. We're going to be having the team from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors joining us. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com.